Lord, we thank you for the wonderfulness and the beauty of what you are about to do. Share with us, O oh God. Father, give us a hearing here. Give us a heart that understands. Father, give us a, a strong hope that nothing good will be taken from us. I pray that before the end of this message, let somebody's life be impacted. Let somebody's life encounter grace. In the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, that strengthen everybody here. As your word comes, may we not just be hearers, but may we become doers. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I don't know whether you can play this on. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. All of you are looking wonderful. Have you said you're looking wonderful to your neighbor already? Because if you have not, just take the opportunity, right? Pastor said, say hello, you know. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember I went to a church many years ago. And there was somebody sitting beside me. I wanted to say hello, but I didn't know how to say it. And the pastor came and said, say hello to the person sitting beside you. I said it before he concluded saying what he was saying. Because it's good to know who is beside you. Amen. So that when your blessing comes, they will know that they were close to you. Amen. It's so good to see you all. I started a series a few weeks ago. Those of you who have not had a chance to listen, and those of you who are here for the first time, I want you to go get to your podcast and look for Global Crossfire Church. There is a series we started a few weeks ago, and it was What You Sow is What You Reap. I promise you, if you are a believer or not a believer, it doesn't really matter. This rule applies everywhere. What you sow is what you reap. And in, in the Bible, we came across a story that I'll be using today. But I want you to go back to our main text in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8. The message translation says, don't be misled. It said, no one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. It said, the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, Harvest a crop of weeds. All he will have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. Hallelujah. So this root doesn't apply to only Christians or non-Christians. And I think that sometimes even non-unbelievers are much are utilizing this than as the believers. Hallelujah. But I pray that today you will leave this place strengthened. Amen. <clears throat> so the point I'm... Uh, sorry. <clears throat> the point I'm driving here is that whatever you sow becomes what you reap. And when I came to the place of understanding on this text, I realized that it means that my greatness in future... It's not necessarily dependent on somebody, but it depends on me. I remember there was a young boy many years ago. I had a story. The person who said the story said it's a true story. So listen to the true story based on the person who said it. It said that there was a young boy who was sitting down and saw this elderly man. And every question you ask this elderly man, he's got the answer. It doesn't matter whether science, chemistry, biology, math, English, or social science. Regardless of whatever subject it was, this man has the answer. 
And this boy tried to find big questions to this gentleman, this old man. And the old man always had an answer. So this boy decided to say, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to prove to this man that he doesn't know everything. So he caught a butterfly that was alive. Placed the butterfly in, in his hands and said, old man. Before he came to the old man, he said that if I ask the old man, if he said the butterfly is alive, I will not squeeze the butterfly. But if he says the butterfly is dead, I will not squeeze it. But if he says it's alive, I will squeeze it and kill it. So that the old man will know for once he's wrong. So he brought the butterfly, butterfly in his hand and folded it. He said, old man, is this butterfly alive or dead? This old man looked at him and said, it depends on you. Praise the Lord. So your greatness in life, other people will be around to support you. But your greatness in life, you have to take the responsibility in your hand and fight for yourself. When I came to the realization of me that the step that I took will only not terminate in my generation. But it has got the tendency or what we call the proclivity to affect my next generation. Then I started embarking on what we call the goodness journey. If I'm driving now and I see school students trying to cross the road, I stop for them and I allow them to pass regardless of whoever is behind me. I am sowing the seed of goodness. The reason why I am doing this is that I know one day, if he said whatever you sow is what you reap, maybe one day my children will be crossing the road or my children's children will be crossing the road or maybe your children will be crossing the road and they'll be standing in the place of trouble and they will need somebody to stop for them. The Bible said that if you ignore, go to the verse number 6. The Bible said that if we become so selfish, in the world in which we live in, we have become so selfish. Many were there is. If you speak to Brother Edward, this Brother Edward, in, in those days, you remember those days? When in those days, early part of, the, of your years, when you are staying in your house, your next door neighbor, you know your next door neighbor. You know your next, next door neighbor. You know everybody who lived in the community. When you go to Ramsgate Town Center, back in the 19, in the 19, 1964, you remember those days? Anyway, when you go there, you know everybody there. You see people, you call them by their name. But now everybody has become self-centered. We don't even know our next door neighbor. We have become so much and come to ourselves because of the silliness of certain people. Even when I used to be very young, I'm still young, sorry. When you are going to school and you see your student going to the same school, we used to pick them up. And there were certain species of people who didn't know what goodness was about. They took advantage of it. Now the, the law is saying that you have no right to even pick somebody you know to a place of destination regardless whether the person is walking or not or whether the person is dying or not. You can't pick the person to that same place because of what? Of the law. Even now in the medical field when somebody is falling down, allow the person to fall. If you try to hold the person and the person falls in your hand and didn't fall properly, you can't be prosecuted for it. We have become so protective of ourselves because of certain people who don't know how to protect and value the opportunities given to them. Praise the Lord. So whatever you sow is what you reap. If you like sowing 10 pounds in the life of people, don't expect 100 pounds. If you like putting smile on those who put smiles on your face, then get to know that those who you put smiles on become the determining factor of your smile. But if you have an encounter with strangers and you know how to respond to the voice of God and respond to those people in the way you ought to, God will even cause strangers to be a blessing in your life. Praise the Lord. So you don't need to know the person before you bless the person. You open up to the Spirit of God and see whether God... Listen to me, precious one. Your future is in the hands or 
<laughs> Let me say this. Your future will be empowered by somebody who is close to you. So it depends on... Uh, our, oh, so much revelation. Our, our minister, minister, Emmanuel said... Uh, uh, is it 2 Kings? There was a story that the prophet of God... I'm drifting a bit. I'll come back. The prophet of God said to the woman... Whose, whose husband had passed away, the widow. And the debtors were coming to collect her baby. And the Bible said that when the prophet came, she, he said something to the woman. He said, what have you got? He said, I have a little oil. Number one, what was in her hands, isn't it? He said, go to your neighbors and borrow. Not a few. Borrow as much as you can. And put yourself in the room and lock yourself. And the Bible says she obeyed. And the mystery of it is that when the bottles or the jar got finished, the Bible said it was it stopped. So who determined the extensity of the greatness of the woman? It was her neighbors. If, the, if she got thousand neighbors, do you know about the jar she will receive? So the way you treat people is very, very important. The way you handle your own children, you handle the children of others, it is very, very important. And we have to start sponsoring goodness in our generation. You don't need to sleep with somebody before you show the person kindness. You don't need to live to make somebody tall day and night before you show the person a kindness. Because kindness is missing in our generation. That is why we have people suffering among us. We have to learn to show kindness to people. Praise the Lord. Because whatsoever you sow becomes what you reap. Praise the Lord. The Bible talks about a story in Luke chapter, chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 8 to 22. The Bible said, before I read this text, let me go back a bit. Let me, let me say this. Let me read it straight away. In Luke, in Ruth, the book of Ruth chapter 8, chapter 1 verse 8 to 22, the Bible said, And Naomi said to, to her two daughters-in-law, It said, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. Amen. I will pause here for now. Those of you who have not been here, I spoke about so many types of choices we make in life. And I said the first choice we make in life is the choice of which God you will serve. The God you serve becomes the, the foundation on which other choices is built on. So the God you choose is the first thing you have to do. The Bible said, they said, choose ye this day which God you will serve. The second thing you have to choose that will determine your greatness is your pursuant after God. David said, I follow hard after thee, O God. He said, as the deer panted for the water broke, so my soul panted after thee. There are some people who have chosen to serve God, but they are not following God. And I told you the making is not just in the choosing, but the making is in the following. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, follow me and I will make you. So the making is not just in the choosing, it's in the following. And you have to follow the word of God. To see the glory of God in your life, you have to follow. Praise the Lord. And the third thing I said to you is that when you begin to study his word, the Bible said his word is a lamp unto our feet. So it means that his word becomes your commandment. There is a gentleman in the Bible called Joseph. He said, I'm not going to sleep with you, Potiphar's wife. He said, I'm not going to sleep with you, not because I can't sleep with you, not because I am impotent, but because I cannot sin against God and I cannot sin against my master. So it means that there are certain laws you place upon yourself. The reason why I come to church, not because I have much time to waste, but because it is, it is part of the commandment that do not exempt yourself from the garden of the saint. It is a commandment 
commandment and I've made that word become my commandment. God says, show kindness to your neighbor. It has become a commandment. I want to do it. I want to obey it because in that my blessing will come. So this becomes your commandment. Praise the Lord. And I said to you that when you choose your God and you follow him and know what he wants you to do and you allow that become your, your standard, you will see his goodness in your life. Then we move on to the fourth one to say that choosing what feeds you. Now, when you know your God and you follow after him and you do what he wants you to do, you have to be fed by certain things. You don't have to watch whatever comes on the media. You have to feed yourself with the right things so that you'll be able to become the great person God has called you to be. We said the fifth one, all this are on the podcast. The fifth one is the name you call whatever comes your way. Some of you go through a little trouble and you call it nowhere to go. Some of you get this, you know, you get, you get one obstacle, you call it disappointment. Oh, this thing will never work for me. M- marriage will never work for me. Come on, precious one, that is not your last stop. Praise the Lord. Uh, your business, you did one business, two businesses, you didn't succeed. You said, oh, business is not my portion. I remember some time ago, I wrote one exam six times. On the sixth time, I failed. I was left with two marks. I went for remarking. They failed me. They said, we'll give you one mark. They failed me on the, on the, on the, on the one. They said, you, you are still in need of one mark to be able to pass. You can fail different times and several times, but on the seventh time, I tried it. And when I tried it, I passed. Praise the Lord. So sometimes you have to go through phases and the, and the things you call. How do you call things that happens in your life? And the last one I spoke about is what you welcome in your life. The people you welcome in your life. If somebody doesn't like you, it's not by force. If somebody starts the journey with you, listen, who told you all your... Listen, I, I, my children always get annoyed with me. Do you know what? He said, this friend of mine, I said, come, come, come. Let me tell you something. That is not your friend. She's your schoolmate. There's a difference between a friend and schoolmate. Immediately you finish school. It's over. And please know the distinction between seasons, friend. There are certain seasons you can't... There are certain places you can't enter with your, school, your old schoolmate. And you have to understand it. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, understand the seasons and the people. So please make sure you get a podcast and listen to it. I'm left with 15 minutes. I have to uh, narrow through this quickly. The last point I want to talk about, which is the title for today, is what you sow is what you reap. I'm doing part two, part five. But what I'm stressing on is hold on to your choices. So it is not making the choice that is important, but holding on to it. It's a whatever you sow is what you reap. You cannot allow yourself to plant corn. And you don't protect it. And the bears come for it. You will not harvest anything. So what you, what you choose, hold on to it. Tell your neighbor, hold on to it. So I want to pick a story from Ruth. Uh, in the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 28. I'll be picking some few stuff. Because of time, I will move a bit fast. The Bible said that then Naomi, Naomi happened to be a beautiful woman who traveled with her husband uh, when there was farming around where they were and they relocated. And the Bible said when they went there, this is what happened. Uh, they had a son, she had a son, and all the two children passed away. The husband also passed away. And the Bible said that this woman came to the point where the daughter-in-laws were following her. And this is what she said. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, He said, go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and me. May the Lord grant thee, may the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the house of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. Praise the Lord. 
Verse 11 said, But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought, or even if though I, uh, I may have another husband today, tonight, and then give birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried to them? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more better for you than for me, because the Lord God had turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Opa kissed her mother-in-law, Babai. Say Babai. But Ruth clinged to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Amen. Let me just skip it and I'll come back. I'll continue wherever I want to pick up. Amen. Praise God. Whatever choice you make, there are battles you have to fight for it. So every choice you make has got its own challenges. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, every choice you make has got its own challenges. Now, every choice you make has also got a price. Every choice we make in life has got what? A price. And regardless of which choice you choose, there is a price to it. And within the level of price we pay, everybody can choose the same thing, but the price they pay on it may be different. Praise the Lord. So when you go to Tesco and you want to buy, uh, you want to buy chicken, you want to buy what? A chicken, chicken. Let's call it chicken. Praise the Lord. Oh, let's not do chicken. Sam, I know you like chicken. Let's, let's call it orange. You want to buy orange. They are di- you can buy orange from Tesco, but there are different types of orange. There are organic ones and normal ones and normal, you know. And the price of it is dependent on the choice you, you make. And for the fact that you make that choice and you pick the organic one, not knowing the price that goes with it, and you go to the till, and you can't afford to pay the price for it, can you go out with it? No. So please bear in mind that there are prices we pay. And every price comes with a package. And I told you that every marriage has got a price. And for the fact that I'm going through something in my marriage doesn't mean you go through. But regardless about whatever I'm going through, I will pay my price and you will pay your price. So tell your neighbor, pay whatever you're going through. So the first thing I want to say is that uh, everybody pays a price. And it is the price you pay that determines your reward. So your reward is based on the price you pay. So I want you to understand that sometimes diligence, I'll come to diligence. The Bible said in the, in the book of Job chapter 13 verse 15, it said that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So over here, trust is very, very important. Tell your neighbor, trust is very important. I want to skim to this. I want you to understand that the Bible said that Ruth was going with the other, uh, Ruth was going with Naomi. And Naomi said to them, I want you to go back. And the Bible said that they were supposed, they had the, they had the choice and they left everybody behind them and they decided to journey with Naomi. But the Bible said that they got to a point, when they got to that point, the Bible said Naomi told them, I want you to go back. 
and they made that choice exclusively and independently which means that they all have the reason for which they pursue after Naomi. And my Bible said that when they got to a point, the Bible said that Naomi told them something. And because of what Naomi told them, the Bible said that one of the daughters-in-law went back. Number one, I can't go with what I've written. I'm going by what is my spirit. Now, the Bible said that because of that, it tells me that not everybody you choose the same thing with will end with you. Because the price sometimes can cause some people to abandon some good things. Not because they are bad, but because they can't afford the price. That is why when you see people backing out on certain things you are choosing for yourself, it doesn't mean that it is not good, but they are not having the ability to hold on to their choice. I pray for you today that whatever God has brought on your way to hold on, regardless of the price, may God strengthen you to pay the price. My Bible said that and Ruth, Ruth was told to go back. Not because she was supposed to go back. Not because she was behaving to go back. Number two. The Bible said because the other woman went back, she was told to also go back. What does it mean? There are some of you who are backing up on certain things. There are certain courses you are doing in school. And you know you can do it. But sometimes because others are backing out of it, you also decide to back out of it. I am here to tell you for the fact that somebody back out of it doesn't mean it's not for you. I pray that over your life, whatever you are holding on to and others are backing out from it, I pray that you will not back out from it. I said you will not back out from it. There are certain things in life. Number one, the pressure was causing the person to go back. She went back because she was told of the reality of the situation. And I want you to understand that when you are pursuing something that is godly, that is not physically orientated, that is not physically discerned, but spiritually discerned, then you have to be able to have the ability to see beyond your circumstances. Tell your neighbor, see beyond your circumstances. Now the Bible said that regardless of where this woman was, the Bible says she said to herself, I am not getting back because I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind to follow you. And that is what you have to tell to you have to tell that job. That is what you have to say to that marriage. That is what you have to say to that cause. That is what you have to do to that vocational skills you are embarking on. You want to say to yourself that regardless about the pain that goes with this, I am ready to pay the price. Some of you, the price you have to pay is discipline. Some of you, the price you have to pay is letting go some time of your sleep. Some of you, the time you have to watch TV, you have to pay the price to study. I know sometimes I want you to understand that regardless of the good choice you make in life, there are times that you will go through some pain and that pain will let you feel like letting it go. But I'm here to tell my neighbor hearing the sound of my voice, the choice you have picked is a good choice. Let nothing come between you. Let not what people say take you out of your course. If the Lord told you to embark on it, let no man put you into a sender. I pray over your life today. I know maybe you are doing a course and it is so difficult. You have to take care of your children. You have to hold on to your husband. You have to hold on to many things. But I want you to understand that regardless of the pain, it will not take away your pleasure and the blessing. If you will go through the pain, regardless about how difficult it is, you shall receive the reward. Tell your neighbor, get ready for your reward. 
My Bible said, listen to me. I don't know why some Christians feel that if they are following God, everything must be loosely. Everything must be beautiful. Otherwise, the Bible will never say that all things work together for good because we have chosen to love God. The Bible said, David said to you, when you chose to follow God, he said that because you are following God, doesn't mean you will not have challenges. Doesn't mean you will not go through some obstacle. How did I find out? The Bible said, David said, yet though I go through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. He said, thy rod and thy sap they comfort me. He said, thou will prepare a table before me because I've gone through the difficult time. I know I want to tell somebody who have made a choice and that choice is not a bad choice because you knew what the Lord told you about it. When the going got tough, the Bible said they followed Naomi and the Bible said when it got so bad and physically they could not connect. When you can't connect physically, it is time to connect spiritually. The Bible said Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. The Bible said he was walking with God and the Bible said he thought maybe it is going to be painless but when it got to that point in Gethsemane the Bible said he said if it be possible I know I'm talking to somebody who feel like letting it go that cause is so difficult that marriage is so difficult that business is no big difficult I am here to tell you don't back out of it tell your neighbor don't back out of it I don't know why I'm preaching this, but there are times it becomes so painful. Who told you it doesn't become, it doesn't, it hasn't got a price. Everything, everybody goes on in the Bible. Read your Bible. Look about Joseph. He was put in the pit. What does the pit mean? It means they wanted to bury him. Somebody, your destiny cannot be buried. If you know where you are going, they can kill you physically, but they can't terminate your purpose. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that if what you choose determines what happens to you what you sow determines what you reap I want you to know that when you sow there will be hard times there will be difficult times the Bible said there was a man who sowed good seed when he woke up in the morning he saw that there were some bad seeds that were not planted with the good seeds said sometimes good things uh, when you do good things sometimes bad things happen to good people not because they did something bad but because they are good they are things that fight goodness and I pray that nothing will kill your goodness I said nothing will kill your goodness I pray over your life Naomi said to Ruth I want you to go back but the Bible said when she discovered that Ruth was not ready to go back he said then come with me I pray that whatever wanted you to stop your purpose I pray that will give up you are not going to give up on your purpose but whatever is fighting you will give up because you have made up your mind to go for it and he said that no weapon that fashion against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus tap your neighbor and say hold on because of time the bible said and they took her and the bible said they took Naomi the root went with Naomi look at what the bible said let me say something here the bible said and when I read it in Matthew chapter 1 when Naomi was telling Ruth to get back look at what is here in Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 put that on the screen Matthew chapter 1 verse 6 now we were being told about the genealogies 
about how impactful certain people will be in our generation and in the generation past. Then it says, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Come on, look at her name, it's here. Obed, the father of Jesse, Jesse, the father of David, and David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Rhea. What does it mean? Whose, 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 whose mother was Uriah's wife? What am I talking about? In the genealogy, before Jesus was born, the root has been predestined to make a choice. And that choice will determine the root and the coming of Jesus Christ. What am I talking about? You don't know what lies ahead of you. You are giving up so quickly. You are backing up so quickly. The reason why the devil is on you is because of who you are. I remember many years ago, I went through so much accusations and I thought that they accused me because of me. The devil is attacking you not because of you, but because of what you carry. I pray over your life today that as you have heard about choices whatever choice you make it will cost you you will pay a price and sometimes you will say if it be possible let this cup run away from me but I'm here to tell you that you will see the glory of God in your life you will see the purpose of God in your life whatever you have chosen hold on to it whatever you have purpose hold on to it if there is a young person here listening to me that cause don't leave that course. Before you were born, you were told you would do that course. Let disappointment not cause you to back out of the out of that course. Tell your neighbor, hold on to it. The Bible said, I met some people in the Bible. In 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6, David was greatly distressed. Sometimes your choice will cause you to be distressed. And the Bible said, because the men were talking to stoning him, each one was bitter in spirit because his sons and daughters. But this is what I want to tell somebody. The Bible said, but David finds strength in the Lord. I like what the King James said. King James said and David encouraged himself in the Lord it is time to be encouraged it is time for you to encourage yourself it is about time you tell yourself I have made this choice and no matter the pain that it comes with it I am getting ready to go for it blind Bartimaeus said oh Jesus that son of David have mercy upon me and my Bible said because of the choice he made the Bible said people looked down upon on him. People stop giving him money. Sometimes the choice you make will cause people to hate you the more. You have no idea. Your problem is that you have not made a good choice before. But we fight. Everybody who have been successful in life, anybody who have experienced greatness, fought something in their life. You go to burger, you go to McDonald's and eat Big Mac. Do you know the number of times the Big Mac man tried several times before the product was able to be to be sold now? Most of you don't see the pain that people go through, but you see the joy. I pray that you pay the price. I pray that you will pay the price. If you want to drive a Jaguar, find the price that goes with it. Whatever you are doing in your life, find the war, the price. As I end the series. Whatever choice you make, hold on to it. Hold on to all. 
If you are a student here, greatness doesn't come on a silver platter. What well, it is your <laughs> you have no idea. We have failed many times. He said, though the righteous may fall seven times, if you accept defeat, that will be your place. But as long as you get up, you're telling the ground, you are not my place. Stand on your feet, somebody. Most of you, the problem is not a choice. But the problem is how to hold on. Close your eyes, everybody. You want to pray that Father strengthen me to hold on to the prize. That marriage that is going through turbulent moments. That business, that job. I know savings is okay, but this savings I'm saving is killing me. I don't know who this is for. You, you know you want, you've made a choice to save, but the more you save, it is so painful. That is a price. And sometimes your price will bring loneliness. Sometimes that man you want to follow, that woman you want to follow, will bring about loneliness. You have to shun from everybody because of that choice. Begin to pray for yourself for strength. Lord, strengthen me. I need your strength to hold on to this choice. Jesus said, if it be possible, there is no possibility here. You have to go through the cross. You need that strength. This relationship will not end like the other ones. Because you are going to pay the price to hold on to it. If you don't pay the price for it, you can't hold on to it. You can't take it home if you don't pay for it in Tesco. I thank you, Jesus. I pray for strength. I pray for strength. You will not give up. I pray that you will not give up. I pray that you will not give up. If you need to travel, I pray that may God give you the strength to travel. The Bible says, as soon as Zion travels, she brought forth the children. I pray that you will travel and give birth to your children. That business, you will succeed. God didn't bring you here to put you to shame. He said, I brought you here for a purpose. If you have failed seven times, get up and fight until you win. Because there is greatness ahead of you. When Ruth, when Ruth endured the pain, she was married by Boaz. She occupied great place. Greatness comes with a price. Which is embedded in the choice we make. I pray for you today. That every choice you have made. That you were spirit led. May you receive spiritual vitality. In the name of Jesus. I pray for your mind. That have been decapitated by negativity. By disappointment and rejection. By self-denial and self-depression. I pray that may God strengthen you. May God renew your mind. May God cause you to succeed. May God cause you to triumph. Even in this time. In Jesus name. Amen. Shall we 